Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. It's one of those gospels where afterwards you're like, are we sure we want to say praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ? He's coming at those scribes and Pharisees pretty intensely. I'm going to set aside, um, not setting aside, I'm not going to be focusing so much on the gospel we just heard today. I want to direct our attention to that first reading we have from Paul, his first letter to the Thessalonians. So it's important for us to know this, that Paul's uh, epistles, all of them predate the gospels. It kind of gets messed up in our heads a little bit because they appear chronological, not chronologically, they appear in sequentially in our Bibles after the Gospels, so our minds can sometimes get lulled into this chronology thinking that the letters came after the Gospels. That's not the case. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, um, all of these appeared way before the Gospels, before Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John were uh, penned by any of these, um, by the Gospel writers. And that's significant because he says this, you recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. Okay, so just a moment ago, I just proclaimed to you here at Mass the gospel. It's this little section from Matthew 23, 27 to 32, like you just heard Jesus laying into the scribes and Pharisees. I said at the end of it, the gospel of the Lord, to which you all responded, with gusto. (laughs) Now, we'll come back to that. Is that what Paul did when he went to Thessalonica? Is that what he did? He he read them some document called the gospel. In the end of it, he said, the gospel of the Lord and all the Thessalonians said, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No. No, obviously, I just said that. The gospels were not written while Paul was writing his letters and doing his pastoral visits to these places. So what did he proclaim to them? He says, I proclaim to you the gospel. What did he proclaim to them? A message, right? A message. Later on in his letter to the Romans, he calls this message dunamis. He uses that word in Greek, which means explosive. That's where we get the word dynamite. I, I proclaim to you, I brought to you news of an explosive nature. I brought to you the incredible, unimaginable story of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And so here's the question I just want us to ponder and to wrestle with. Can you, can we as Catholics, share the gospel, articulate the gospel without referencing or reading from the gospels? You don't have to raise your hands or, you know, this is not show and tell right now. But can, can we do that? Like, can you share the story? What would you say that the gospel is? What is the good news at the heart of the good news? I had an experience my first year of priesthood <coughs> where I had to do this, where I had to articulate the gospel without referencing the gospels. I was at the, I was at the parish, I was at my uh, Simon in Cleveland Heights, a communion of saints parish, and the, I was the only priest there on duty that day, and the secretary buzzes me in my office and says, there's a young man here who would love to speak to a priest. I didn't have any appointments, I was still fresh in my priesthood. The chrism was still on my hands. I'm like, I can handle this, you know. So uh, this kid comes into my office, and uh, he's a college student, thick Chinese accent. 
This was his story. He had just come from China. He's studying at Case Western Reserve University. Um, grew up in an environment where there was no Christianity. He had never been exposed to Christianity, never heard the name of Jesus, never heard of the gospel, never heard of the New Testament. He comes to Case, and one thing leads to another, and he gets invited to um, Case's um, Newman, Newman Campus Ministry Group. Like these awesome Catholics on campus see this kid, meet this kid, they invite him to effectively a Bible study. And he was treated amazingly, like he was just over, overwhelmed by the kind of treatment that he received from them, that he was loved by them and welcomed by them and fed by them and all these things. And, and then he's seeing on the wall this image of this crucified guy, and it's really puzzling to him. And he's asking them, what is this? What is this? And so, again, one thing leads to another, and they basically tell him, you should go talk to a priest. And I had just been to their, to their campus for an opening of the semester um, mass. Now, you should go talk to Father Patrick at Communion of Saints. He's just right up the road. So this guy walks from Case up, the, up Cedar Hill to Communion of Saints, and then he's in my office, and I'm having to tell him the story of Christianity. I felt like Francis Xavier, right? Like, to someone who's never even heard of these things. Zero categories, right? There was no, like, appealing to a broader framework, a broader story that, that he's somewhat familiar with. No, it was clean slate, sharing the gospel in the raw. I don't know how it landed. I don't know where, where his story went from there, but it was an amazing experience. And my, I guess my question, again, is, like, can, can, we, can you do that? Do you know the story in that essence? Because I, I really, I'm not sure that most Catholics know the gospel apart from the gospels. Because, I mean, truth be told, I don't think we've really needed to. We've never really needed to be put in a missionary situation like that. But we need to know the gospel distinct from the gospels. And I'm just thinking, like, again, every Sunday... Every Sunday, either Deacon or me, or Father Joe, or Father Blind, the gospel of the Lord, and everyone prays to Lord Jesus Christ. Is today Donut Sunday? You know, like, this ho-hum, like, I just, you just heard the news that changes everything. You just heard the best news possible, and it's this sort of robotic, mechanistic, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just not convinced that most Catholics have experienced the gospel at the heart of the gospels. Pope John Paul II, he said, we are meant to have this life-changing experience through the gospel, by hearing the gospel proclaimed, by which we decide to adhere our entire lives to Jesus Christ. This incredible proclamation. Like, what is it, this news, that sent... St. Paul careening through the Roman Empire in the early first century where he was willing to suffer beatings and imprisonments and shipwrecks, spending nights, at, like, nights afloat on the sea and imprisonments and robberies and being stoned by his people and rejected by his people and revilement and hunger and nakedness and thirst. and Like, what would cause him to do that? Because no one did that before Paul. There was, not a mission, there was no missionaries of Zeus, no missionaries of Apollo before 
Paul in the ancient world. He had to tell people this news. You read these letters of Paul, you read the New Testament, it's like they're grabbing people by the lapels and shaking them. Like, that's the kind of quality that they have in their hearts. So what's the news? What's the gospel? I'll put it this way. That God has done something for our situation, that God came on our behalf to rescue us, to liberate us from the ancient foe who held our race in bondage and captivity. We were in captivity to powers, the powers of sin and death and hell. And like where we once had no hope, like subject to forces beyond ourselves, being manipulated and used and hated by an enemy far worse than any earthly tyrant, like we now have hope. We now have hope because hell has been invaded, death's fortress has been conquered, Satan has been defeated, heaven is opened, and we mere mortals are invited to become shares of God's divine nature, like our rescuer. Think of this. Our rescuer is not like a SWAT agent who liberates someone from the basement and then goes back to their daily life. No, our rescuer is not someone who's merely indifferent to our predicament or he's even annoyed or exasperated that, man, I, it would have been nice to not have to go to the limits of God forsakenness to rescue you, humanity. No, he's not annoyed or exasperated. He's overwhelmed in love with us. Like Mother Teresa, she had people constantly reflecting on Jesus' words from the cross where he says, I thirst. Right? Those words are so much more than him just simply saying, I love you. That's Jesus saying, I want you. I want you. Our rescuer is wildly in love with us to the point where he desires to espouse himself to us in the wedding banquet of the Lamb. Like, and our hearts... Our heart's desires for the infinite, they aren't meant to be stifled or stymied forever. Like this life is not a tease. It's just an appetizer. All the good things of this world are little crumbs from the banquet table of glory. Like our hearts will be satisfied. Our thirst, they will be slaked. Our bellies will be filled. Our longing for perfect love and perfect beauty and perfect glory and perfect goodness they will all be satisfied. That's the wild goodness at the heart of the gospel. That's the praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now look, if that seemed like a lot for 8.20 in the morning, I get it, okay? I don't know how many cups of coffee you had. I've had a few, okay, to be totally transparent. I don't want to leave you with just like, wow, that was a lot. Now you got to go figure out how to say that to people. Now look, I'm, I want to recommend two books. Again, I know I don't usually do this. Some fall reading for you. Two books. The first is a book by Father John Ricardo. Both of these are available on Amazon. Rescued is the title. Very simple to remember. Rescued by Father John Ricardo. And the second book is a book by Christopher West called At the Heart of the Gospel. Rescued and at the heart of the gospel. Both of these books, together in tandem, these two books, I think, are just such an incredible presentation of everything I was just saying. So look, I'm begging you, as your priest, as your father, I want you to read these books. I don't tell you often I want you to do something, but I want you to read these books to let us reacquire this biblical vision of what is the good news. 
let's rediscover or discover for the first time, like what's so incredible about the gospel that Paul shared with the world? Like our world needs this news like now more than ever before. The gospel is the only hope that the world has. And if we don't know it, the world is in big trouble. Amen.